if you would, please meet me in the Old Testament, 1 Kings chapter 13, verses 1 to 24. We're going to be looking at that. We're not going to read all the verses all at once, but we will be reading those verses throughout the message because you're going to help me today. We're going to get to some a truth here. First Kings chapter 13 verses 1 to 24. I'll say that one more time. First Kings chapter 13 verses 1 to 24. And as you're turning, I'd like to tell you about a story I know you were missing the stories that I would tell, so I thought I better come. I didn't want you to uh, shoot me or anything or say anything bad. So I know you were brimming, waiting for a story from Pastor, and I hopefully I won't disappoint. But the story goes as um, there was a pastor at one of those old country frontier churches. He ended up um, uh, a moving sermon. He ended his moving sermon was saying, all those who want to go to heaven, put up your hands. And of course, everybody raised their hands. Everybody except one person in the back. It was a rough old looking cowboy who had been slouching against the doorposts at the back of the room. So all heads turned at him as he got up out of his seat, started walking to the front. Spurs were jangling. And he drawed, Pastor, that was too easy. How do you know these folks are serious? I can prove who really means it and who don't. So, you know, Pastor's going to indulge the gentleman and said, okay, stranger, go ahead and put the faith of these good folks to the test. And at that, the cowboy turned to the audience, pulled out his twin Six shooters turned and said, who wants to go to heaven? Raise your hand. <laughs> that was good. Okay. That was good. <laughs> A little while ago, I was over at my niece's house and uh, you know how nieces do. You, you know how they do. Draw me into watching a television program. Matter of fact, I started to get addicted. Let me watch one episode. Then the next thing you know, I'm watching another episode and I'm like, play the next one. Play the next one. Um, and the television program, perhaps some of you have heard it, it was called All-American. And um, as I was watching, I realized that the central figure, the storyline is this central figure is a great athlete and he 
by all means, he's he's destined to be a football star. He's destined to play in the NFL. His level right now is high school. And, and, and there was a coach in this town that knew of his talent and got him to transfer to a more upper echelon school. Um, so the goal was for him to get into this high school where a lot of recruits would see him. Then he would get into these nice colleges, get a scholarship, and eventually end up in the NFL. Now, you're looking at this, and it sounds great. So he had a goal. He 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 had a plan, and 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 and. But here's the deal: while achieving this dream, you find that this gentleman is pulled in so many directions. He's got his best friend, who's still in the hood hanging around um, gangbangers, and he wants to pull his friend out of that. He's feeling for his friend. He's he's pulling for his neighborhood because he lived in the hood, and he wants to see his neighborhood get better, so he wants to kind of organize different events to make the uh, neighborhood better. His mom and dad, he doesn't live, uh, mom and brother, little brother, they live in the hood because now um, this athlete is living at the coach's house because, um, you know, it's school and district and all that stuff. So he could play at that school. So he he's feeling for his mom and his little brother. Meanwhile, he's trying to fit in to a different school. And he's asked to pull in directions of relationships. Now, remember, he's got that goal of being the star athlete so he can get into college, so he can get into the NFL. But all these different situations seem to pull him in other directions. And in some of the episodes, that's why it started to become addictive to me because, you know, they you know the cliffhangers, they leave you hanging. Because sometimes... When he allowed himself to be pulled in other direction, it would almost jeopardize his own goal. It put his own goals in jeopardy as he is pulled in other directions. Got to a point where I said, okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I think the episode um, season seven, I think I got through most of episode uh, season one. So I'm sure some things have happened since then. My thought today is stay on task. Stay on task. In our text, we're going to be looking at a man who was given directions by God but was pulled in other directions. 
We'll find out if he stayed on task. We'll find out if he let these other situations pull him from the directions that God had given him. Amen? Are we there? Amen. So I'm going to ask if someone would read 1 Kings 13 verses. We're going to do the first six verses. We'll give an overview. 1 Kings 13. Please read the first six verses. Let's see what's going on here. 1 Kings 13, 1 through 6 in the NIV reads, in the 23rd year of Joash, son of Ahiza, king of Judah, Jehoaz, Jehoaz, was that Jehoahaz? Jehoahaz, son of Jehu, became king of Israel in Samaria, and he reigned 17 years. He did evil in the eyes of oh, the oh, Lord. That I'm sorry. Is that First Kings thirteen? Oh, I'm sorry. No, that was. I was like, that doesn't sound like the story. No, sorry, that was Second Kings. Sorry. All right, First Kings, First Kings, chapter thirteen, verses one through six. By the word of the Lord, a man of God came from Judah to Bethel as Jeroboam was standing by the altar to make a, an offering. He cried out against the altar by the word of the Lord. O altar, altar, this is what the Lord says. A son named Joash will be born to the house of David on you he will sacrifice the priests of the high places who now make offerings here and human bones will be burned on you. That same day, the man of God gave a sign. This is the sign of the Lord has declared. The altar will be split apart and the ashes on it will be poured out. When King Jer Jeroboam heard what the man of God cried out against the altar at Bethel, he stretched out his hand from the altar and said, seize him. But the hand he stretched out toward the man shriveled up so that he could not pull it back. Also, the altar was split apart and its ashes poured out according to the sign given by the man of God by the word of the Lord. Then the king said to the man of God, Intercede with the Lord on your, the Lord your God, and pray for me that my hand may be restored. So the man of God interceded with the Lord, and the king's hand was restored and became as it was before. Thank you. Storyline. King Jeroboam was the king of the northern, northern hemisphere, the northern king of the nation of Israel. Remember by this time, the nation of Israel had split. You had the Southern kingdom made up of Judah and Benjamin. Then you had the Northern kingdom, the other 10 tribes. And at this time, Jeroboam 
was the king. And as you can see in our story, um, it says he was um, making an offering, but King Jeroboam was an evil king, and most of the kings in, um, in the northern um, kingdom were pretty much evil. They pushed for idolatry worship. They didn't worship the true and living God. Isn't it interesting, because our story is going to center around the man who was sent from Bethel, <laughs> the man who was sent to Bethel, I'm sorry, from Judah, sent to Bethel. He was sent from the southern kingdom, a prophet, man of God, to deliver a word to King Jeroboam. And basically, he came, and somebody tell me what is a prophet. Back then, what were prophets? Spokesperson for God. Spokesperson for God. Thank you, Pastor G. And so he's speaking for God, and he's pronouncing judgment upon Jeroboam and what was going to happen, that that altar would be destroyed and that um, someone would come. We get to that part? Yeah. And he says it's going to be destroyed. And later God goes on to tell him that it's going to be a Josiah. No, it tells him early, Josiah, King Josiah would come and destroy um, the evil practices, the idol idolatrous worship. Um, and that wasn't going to happen for, and I'm telling you this, it doesn't tell you this in the scripture, but that's not going to happen for a couple hundred years. But it does happen. So this man of God <coughs> delivers the word to King Jeroboam. King Jeroboam gets upset. What happens? King Jeroboam goes to put his hand out for the man of God. And it, what happens? His hand shrivels up. We're talking the man of God, anointed and appointed. Anointed and appointed by God to deliver a message, a message of judgment to this northern kingdom and to this king. And you know, in the Old Testament, God would have signs. Um, he would, or when he gave delivered and he was going to show a sign, he had a sign, and what wound up happening, the altar split. To show you how bad King Jeroboam was. When he reached out to touch the man of God and was getting ready to, um, to, to seize him and touch him, his hand seized, uh, his hand shriveled up. But notice what Jeroboam says. The king said to the man of God, intercede, entreat, ask the Lord. Notice what he says, your God. Not my God, your God, and pray for me that my hand be restored. And the man of God did it, and 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 God restored the king's hand. There are many messages you can 
going at leadership and we can talk about how God was showing how great he was. Um, Jeroboam had no authority over God. And as, as he was going to seize this man, as he was about to touch this man of God, God was saying, uh, -uh I'm the one who's in charge, not you. And his hand shriveled up. But, but, but the man of God, that's who we're focusing on. He prayed and, and God restored the king's hand. So, so we got to, we have understanding of the story, yes? Anybody not understand? We'll really make sure we, we understand that. Um, Sister Sandy, if you're able to, can you read verses 7 to 10 for us, please? The king said to the man of God, come home with me for a meal and I will give you a gift. But the man of God answered the king, even if you were to give me half your possessions, I would not go with you, nor would I eat bread or drink water here. For I was commanded by the word of the Lord, you must not eat bread nor drink water or return by the way you came. So he took another road and did not return by the way he had come to Bethel. Okay, would you read verse um, nine one more time? For I was slow. commanded. Read it slow. I want you to read it slow. Please. Okay. For I was commanded by the word of the Lord, you must not eat bread or drink water or return by the way you came. I'm going to ask you to read it one more time, please. Slowly. For I was commanded by the word of the Lord. You must not eat bread or drink water or return by the way you came. So, church, did the man of God have clear-cut directions from God and what yes. he was to do. Yes. Heard you, lady. Did anybody else? Did he have clear-cut? Yes, clear-cut. Clear-cut. We, we there. Deacon so, Tamika, yeah. De uh, yeah, Deacon Tamika put in the chat. Yes, yes. Clear. I, I, want, I really want to focus on the man of God, mm -hmm. anointed by God, used by God, given clear-cut directions from God, when you deliver my message, get out and don't go the same way you came. Mm -hmm. This man, and I'm going to go back, one, had an opportunity, watch, watch this, to be pulled in another direction, didn't he? Because the king said, come to my house. Mm-hmm. We get something to eat. And by the way, I just want to say this. We don't know the man's name, this man of God, and I'm not going to interject. Um, and, and we're just going to take what the word of God tells us. We don't know his name, but we know he was sent by God. We know that. We know mm -hmm. he was sent to deliver a word of judgment. We also know that he was instructed by God 
leave a different way, don't even eat in the place. Hmm. And now this man, here we go, had an opportunity to be pulled in another direction. And yet he was able to know without, without, without a thought. I was commanded. I was instructed by God. Don't eat bread, drink water, or return by the way you came. Now it looks in verse 10 that he took another road. He was on his way and did not return. Look at that word return by the way he had come to Bethel. All right, we're good to go. I'm going to ask. Um, I'm going to ask Deacon Bob. Can you talk, Deacon Bob? Are you able to speak? Yeah, I am, Pastor. All right. Can you read verses eleven to eighteen of First Kings thirteen? You said eleven to eighteen. Yeah. It was first 13, right? Chapter 13. Mm -hmm. First Kings okay. 13, verse 11. And you read, I'm sorry, and you read always the 19, 11 to 19. Okay. Now there was a certain old prophet living in Bethel whose son came and told him all that the man of God had done there that day. They also told their king what he had said to the king. Their father asked them, which way did he go? And his son showed him which road the man of God from Judah had taken. So he said to his son, saddle the donkey for me. When they had saddled the donkey for him, he mounted it and he rode after the man of God. He found him sitting under an oak tree and asked, are you the man of God who came from Judah? I am, he replied. So the prophet said to him, come with me and eat. The man of God said, I cannot turn back and go with you, nor can I eat bread or drink water with you in this place. I have been told by the word of the Lord. You must not eat bread or drink water from there or return by the way you came. The old prophet answered, I too am a prophet as you are. And the angel said to me by the word of the Lord, bring him back with you to your house so that he may eat bread and drink water. But he was lying to him. Mm -hmm. So the man of God returned with him and ate and drank with and drank in his house. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank you, Deacon Bob. I'm sorry. Verse 19. Yes, I'm animated with this because I'm reading. It says, so the man of God did what? In verse 19. What was the word? So the man of God did what? Turn back. And God told the man of God to what? Do not. Not, not turn back. Do not. Okay. Another opportunity to be pulled in another direction. You you see where I'm going with this? I hope you see. See, here he was presented with an opportunity. He even told this old prophet, I can't go with you. 
But what made this man, somebody help me, all of a sudden, God's command to him become the second voice. Mm. Can somebody help me? Oh, come on, church. Somebody help me, please. What changed? He had no problem tell, telling uh, the king. Matter of fact, he got real with it. Look, if you give me all your money, Pastor Turns translation, I will not go with you. And because I've been commanded. Now he said the same thing to this old prophet. Mm -hmm. Now he was presented with another opportunity to be pulled in another direction. Because this prophet said, the Lord said, Mm -hmm. what changed lying to him. he was lying but I'm focusing on the mm -hmm. man of God anointed appointed and used of God having clear cut direction because you all told me he had clear cut direction of what he was to do after delivering the word how could this man allow himself to be pulled in another direction? He didn't allow himself with the king, pulled in another direction. Now here comes the old prophet and he pulls him in another direction. Could somebody help me with that? He, um, <laughs> oh, somebody was going to speak before me. Go ahead. Um, Pastor, I, I believe he was like him. He he thought because he was like him, he's uh -huh. an old proxy. Uh -huh. He got mm -hmm. he assumed that uh that it was right to do that, you know, and um he forgot all about the direct edict from the Lord to not, you know, no matter what, you know, it was a no matter what command for him to not do that. But he got he got tricked. He got tricked by uh what appeared to be. You know, like in his in what he you know, I, I met somebody to do what I do. He a prophet. He just older, <laughs> so he got to be right. So I'm gonna just go ahead and you know trust him. And uh, he lost he lost focus. Trust, he lost sight him. of uh, what he was supposed to do. I'm glad you said that. Trust who? Trust him. Yep. Not trust the direct word of the Lord. Of the Lord, not the the direct word. Oh, I'm going somewhere with this, Sister Sandy. Were you about to say something? Thank you, yeah. Also, I second what he said, and then also what he said. He said, and an angel said to me by the word of the Lord. So I think those two things, the fact uh -huh. that he was a prophet, and then that he said an angel said by the word of the Lord. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it sounded more spiritual. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it was an angel. All these you know, things. by the word of God. You know, it sounded a lot more spiritual. Pulled him in another direction. So he was direction. an older man. It's mm -hmm. spiritual, Pastor. What's more spiritual? Not only that, I also think that he might have felt that since this was an older prophet who's been around and hears from the voice of the Lord, mm -hmm. maybe the fact that he went after him, the Lord changed his mind or... <laughs> another word by a more seasoned saint if you An will another word yeah i like that pastor g and you know what i've i've mulled this this is one of my i've got to tell you church i've i've um had problem with this portion of scripture for many years 
I've had problems. With Amen to that, Pastor. I've had problems with this portion of scripture. And like what you all said, thank you for sharing older and all that. Um, but I need to go back. That's why I had Sister Sandy. Sister Sandy? Yes. I want you to read verse nine. See, that's why I had to read it three times. See, because this, 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 what the Lord showed me, I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm okay, Lord, I'm sorry. Because I had a problem, I felt like, well, he was all the prophet. And and maybe, you know, figuring, as Deke said, their peers and he is from God. But isn't it interesting? I want you to think about this. He's an older prophet. He was in Bethel. Why didn't God use him? And then you find out what he says to the uh, man, to the man of God. He's lying. And he knew he was lying. Huh. Uh, Sister Sandy, what was verse 9 again? See, I, I want to stay on this point. Mm. For I was commanded by the word of the Lord. You must not eat bread or drink water or return by the way you came. Huh. That was pretty clear, wasn't it? He had opportunities to be pulled in other directions. The first opportunity, he said no. He stayed on task. The second opportunity after adding some factors in, he did not stay on task. He watched this. God's command became the second word, not the only word. You see where I'm going with this? If not, I'm going, I'm going to bring it home for you in a minute. I'm going to bring it home. This man had clear direction from God. And, 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 and so now I'm going to ask, um, Sister Jade, are you there? Can you, are you able to read? She is not. Deacon T, are you able to? I'm going to ask you to read. Please read verse 20 to 24. Okay, I have it. Verse uh, 20 to 24, 1 Kings 13, 14, 13. I don't know why I said 14. <laughs> While they were sitting at the table, the word of the Lord came to the old prophet who had brought him back. He cried out to the man of God who had come from Judah. This is what the Lord says. You have defiled the word of the Lord and have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. You came back and ate bread and drank water in a place where he told you not to eat or drink. Therefore, your body will be buried in a tomb of your ancestors. When the man of God had finished eating and drinking, the prophet who had brought him back saddled his donkey mm -hmm. for him. As he went on his way, a lion met him on the road and killed him. And his body was left lying on the road with both the donkey and the lion standing aside it. This was all, thank you, Deacon Tamika. This was all about the man of God. 
It was all about him and following clear-cut directions as a result of being pulled in another direction. It resulted in his death. It resulted in his life being short-circuited because he listened, he allowed himself to be pulled in another direction, jeopardizing not just the ministry he had, but his very life, and he lost his life. Where did Pastor have a problem? I was like, well, Lord, is it fair? Because as Deacon Dixon said, you had another prophet that came and said, up here, and he talks to God, of course, he would think that. Yeah, well, the Lord told me. Of course he would think, maybe, you know, okay, Lord, maybe you're telling me something different. But as I kept reading the text, and I kept reading the text, what came to me was, Sister Sandy on cue, it's like a chorus of the song. Please read verse 9 one more time. Okay. Um... <laughs> For I was commanded by the word of the Lord, you must not eat bread or drink water or return by the way you came. Mm. And you all agreed with me that he had clear cut direction. Clear cut. Yet he whatever was going on in his mind, and the Bible doesn't say, just says he returned. He did not follow the instruction of God. And it short-circuited his life. Mm -hmm. And that's when I came to some resolution here. God, your instructions are to be followed no matter what. Because, now I'm just going to interject this, if I may, but at what time did we see the man of God say, you know what, when, when the prophet came to him, the old prophet, he said, you know what, let me check with the Lord on that. Because I know I was given a, a command, but let me check with the Lord on that. Do we... Did he do any of that? No. No, he uh -huh. went directly. Okay. He went to a place he was told not to go. He did what he was told not to do, eat and drink. And when I realized that, I said, Lord, you were clear cut in your direction. You gave specific instruction. This man was to keep on task, but he allowed himself to be pulled in other direction and in another direction. And today, what am I thinking about? What am I asking you? I'm encouraging you, Agape Tabernacle, to stay on task to what God has called you to do. Do not allow yourself to be pulled in other directions. Let me tell you what I mean. I'm not just talking about if you're called to a ministry, but if God calls you and tells you God tells you, instructs you to get out of relationships, certain relationships that are toxic for you, and you decide, you allow yourself to be pulled in other directions and not listen to God. You will short-circuit what God 
has for you. God has given us, and you know what he's given you to do or not to do. And I'm in here to tell you, please do not allow yourself to get swayed by other things, to get pulled in other directions because it will short circuit you. Um, um, God has told you to leave certain associations. And, and yet, um, before you decide to do anything, you, you stay there or you allow somebody else to tell you that's not true. You can do here. You can hang with them. You can do this, that, or the other. But if God has told you directly some things, do not get caught up with being swayed to going another direction from what God has told you. Watch this. And I know we have Christians. How about this one? I love this one. How about when people, has anybody ever come to you born again Christian, meaning well, maybe they're a prophet. Maybe, I don't know how to define themselves. And they come to you and tell you, God told me to tell you dot, 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 dot. Has that ever happened to you? And, uh, and let me ask you a question. What is your response when they say that to you? Do you just say, oh, yes, I receive? Or do you go to God and you say, God, is this from you? Hmm. That's the, the way you do it. In when God gives us direction and we allow ourselves to be pulled in other directions. Preach it, preach it, Pastor. Mess up every time. Let me, can I, can I, can I let it live for you? I'm right here to Gape. Let me make sure I'm real clear. You see, all I had was a word, which you know, God said to me, you will praise me on this corner. And, and yet the chimney's falling down. And mm. God says, you will praise me on this corner. That's all and right. yet the narthex has collapsed. And God says, you will praise me on this That's corner. Right. Meanwhile, what you may or may not know, I'm getting calls. You want to sell the property. We'll mm. buy your property. We'll take your property. What do you want? We'll do this. We'll do that. You interested in buying? I got one person who asked me two or three times, and I had to say with an emphatic no, we're not selling. But yet, it's easy to get pulled in other directions, especially with the roof having a hole. And we come in, and we're trying to cover what we have that we bring out on the lawn to all of our supplies, our tents, our chairs. But yet, God said to me, you will praise me on this corner. But it's easy for me to get swayed into another mm. direction. It's easy to take somebody up on an offer, get a couple dollars. Maybe we can move somewhere else. Some may mm. not understand this, but all I had is a word. And I want you mm. to know, because we stayed on that corner, because I stayed on task, because we stayed on task, mm. I want you to see every time we go out, and have an outreach. How many people come by and we're able to spread well, the gospel? How many people come by and we're able to help them in some way, shape, or form? I stopped by to tell you that please stay on task. No yeah, matter yeah, how yeah. bad it looks. No matter. I talked about me and Agape and us. But what about you? What has God told you to do? What has God instructed you to do please hallelujah hallelujah god told you to do not mm. what other people think not what other people say they may be people you respect they may be people that you hold in high regard wonderful but i'll stop by to tell you please before you make any move go to god 
and make sure that's mm. what he's saying. Do not lean unto your own understanding. Because yeah, yeah. the man of God, if you don't stay on task, his life was short-circuited. And God, and, and now I'm okay. I wanted to blame the old prophet and say, well, he he kind of is at fault at this. No, he was not at fault. The man of God had clear-cut direction from God. He was not to sway to the left. He was not to sway to the right. And I stop by to tell you, if you're under the sound of my voice, if God has given you direction and have you swayed, have you allowed yourself to be pulled in one direction, in another direction, I'm going to ask you, step back, go back to God, get back on task, do what God has called you to do. Are you hearing me today? Are you hearing amen, me amen. today? Please yeah. stay on task. I want stay everything that God has for you is for you, but you got to listen to his voice. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you for the word. Hallelujah. 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 I'm going to leave you with this. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Story. Story in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Um, it was like an army base there. And, um, there was a clerical error, I means some type of um, paperwork error sent to a supply clerk with the 82nd Airborne. And what wound up happening, they had the supply clerk, they had him being a parachute jumper. He never trained for it. It was a clerical error. But the paperwork said, he was to jump out of the parachute and he had no formal training. Well, he jumped out with no formal training. He landed unhurt. And this is what he said. He said he was just doing what a good soldier is supposed to do when he made the jump. Follow orders. The army said, watch this. I was airborne qualified, Lewis said. I wasn't going to question it. How many of us can just follow orders by God? Hmm. And what God says, it is. And we don't question him. We just follow orders. Today, if you've heard directly from God, about different things in your life. If you're to do certain things, if you're to cut off certain things, and you know God was talking to you, please don't allow yourself to get pulled in other directions. Please stay on task. Because when you stay on task, you have everything that God has for you. When you get off task, when you allow yourself to be pulled off task, off point, pulled another direction. That's when you begin to short circuit everything that God has for you. 
Are you hearing me today? Anyone in the sound of my voice not understanding the message for today? I, I was confused, Pastor. I didn't quite get that. Stay on task. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you for helping us to see when you give us instruction, clear cut, that we will follow it and not allow ourselves to be pulled in other directions. You want us to follow you no matter what. Follow your instructions. In Jesus' name, I pray everyone at the sound of my voice. Lord, if they've been given clear-cut directions, maybe they've allowed themselves to be pulled in other directions, please help them to get back on task. In the name of Jesus. And they're not sure what the instructions are that they'll go to you first before doing anything and stick with those instructions, not external forces. And that your instructions will be first and foremost. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And one final note, remember, the lovely Lord Jesus came. <laughs> Our lovely Lord Jesus came and he was hmm, presented with a chance to get off task. You remember in the wilderness when Jesus was tempted by the devil. He was had a chance to be pulled off of his direction, which was he was doing the will of his father to seek and to save that which was lost. Let's be like our elder brother today. Let's stay on task. Amen. Amen. If you would, let's mute. Amen. Will you mute? Amen. Will you mute? Amen. Amen.